what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Well, hello. It is Tune In Tuesday over here at the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. It is also International Women's Day. So happy International Women's Day to all the powerhouse women out there. You should be celebrated every day, but just want to take a moment to honor you. And today we're going to dive right in. So we're talking about more than emotion more than emotion. So if you are somebody that lives in emotions, this message may be for you. (laughs) If you're someone that is cut off from your emotion, this message probably also is for you. But it is a powerful word and a practical one. I feel like that is the most important thing to break things down, to simplify them so that you can actually implement them in your life. Am I right? All right. So I had a call yesterday morning and it was one of those calls where I was dialing in and there was already discussion happening amongst the folks that were on the call and they asked me what I do in the morning to prepare for the day and I just thought that this was brilliant because this is something that I had to train myself into for years. And so it was just a neat experience because to me, I call this a God opportunity where you can just share God's light and God's goodness with people that might not necessarily know that that's what you're doing. But I saw it as a divine setup, if you will. And I just expressed the power of journaling. I often call this brain dumping. This is something that I ran from my whole life. People would ask me if I journal. They would encourage me to journal, but I was not for it. I was totally resisting actually exploring what was going on on my insides, right? Or in my insides. But journaling is something that I've really, really grown to benefit from and have a high respect for. And it was a book that actually brought this to my attention. It's called The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. So I shared this book with them because she has two practices that I, in some way, have integrated into my life. One of them is called The Morning Pages. And the intention there is that you just do what I just said. You brain dump for three pages straight. And the intention is not to go back and reread it or figure out why you wrote what you wrote, but just to write and brain dump three pages every morning when you first get up. Because essentially, everything that you're pouring out is what you're sifting through throughout your day and leads to distraction or just not being present or just trying to sift through so many things that are unaddressed. So just the pouring out of it is acknowledgement. 
And it's so powerful. And what I personally found was that in certain seasons of my life, I started to get annoyed by the narrative that I was writing or by the things that I was thinking about. But I wouldn't have noticed that had I not been so intently writing things every morning. So it is a freedom exercise to me and an empowering exercise to me. So I share that with them that that is something that I need to do. Like I am somebody that absolutely needs quiet time to start my day. Now I've lived a lot of my life where I just was like awake, alarm goes off, just check off your to-do list immediately, right? Lived many, many years doing that. But I have found that the more peace I cultivate in my soul, the more powerful I actually am in the world. And that that is the most important thing. And I actually crave that now. (laughs) I crave wisdom and clarity and inner peace because that environment is what I want to carry in myself no matter where I go, right? I believe that the one who has the most peace is the most powerful. (laughs) You win, right? So journaling is helpful to do that and just quiet time and thinking about what I'm thinking about. Also, something that Julia Cameron writes about in this book is something called the artist date. And the idea around this is that you set time to explore your creativity. And this is what I shared on the call was that we are all creative. I know that I've shared that here on the podcast before. You might not have heard it, though. But we are all creative, right? We are made in the image and likeness of our creator, which means we are creative, right? So I know personally, I was always told, well, you know, you can really tell the people that are creative. Those are your musicians. Those are your actors. Those are your painters. Those are, you know, folks that actually go into industries of art, quote unquote, or creativity in bigger ways. Those are the creative people. Those are the special ones, right? But not everybody has creativity. And I am so glad that that myth was busted because we are all creative and how we express ourselves, whether that's as a parent, whether that's, you know, as a friend, as a partner, as a leader, that is creativity, right? So we are all creative and the idea of an artist date is setting aside time to tend to your soul and to fuel what inspires you or what lights you up. And at one point in time in my life, I didn't know how to even block time like that for myself. I know how to make to-do lists, how to get things done, how to knock them out. Like I'd trained myself to do that, but I didn't know how to just do something for the sake of doing it because that would be inspiring. That sounds fun. I'm like, who has time for that, right? Like (laughs) I could not justify why that would be valuable and man, was I way off, right? But over the years, that has turned into me being able to honor and respect myself and know my worth, as they say, that has helped me establish boundaries in my life and let my yes be yes and my no be no. It's helped me to really sense when I am not being led by the spirit and I'm starting to increase in stress and overwhelm and leaning on my own understanding and trying to force and push outcomes in life. I really have fine-tuned discernment just by creating that space for myself in my life. So those were things that I offered them on the call and also shared that I am somebody that values being an influencer in the sense that I don't want 
to be at the effect of life. I don't want to just be infected by whatever happens in my day, by whatever I hear or what I see or some circumstance that happens. I actually want to be able to influence environments wherever I go. And that doesn't happen. I'm well aware that doesn't happen when I am just showing up. There's got to be some intention behind it. And so having time to actually intend this gift of life that I'm given, the days that I'm given, that really helps me show up differently. So for what it's worth, there you go, the power of a morning routine. And that's tied to today because as as that conversation was going, I was just thinking about how God wants us to be totally confident in him to manifest his power and his love in our lives. And we don't often, or I don't always see it, and I definitely was not trained, to believe that the word has power to change people's lives. Often we neglect the simple practice of getting in the word of God and meditating on it, thinking it over so that we can align with it, we can partner with it, we can believe it, and we can see it in our lives, right? And I also enjoy practicing devotional time every morning. That is the the aim, right? I'm not perfect by any means, but that is what I seek to do. And I have found that each day is really about building confidence on God, right? Leaning my confidence on him, right? And if there's the slightest doubt, literally in any area of my life, then God is not guiding there. He's not guiding. And so I have found that whenever there's doubt, don't. (laughs) Whenever there is doubt, don't. What I had learned to do was push through my intuition, my inner wisdom. I learned to push through that because of things like athletics or needing to study to get the A on, on the exam or on the test or doing a research paper and staying up to crazy hours of the night thinking that that was going to bring the best outcome, right? So I learned how to push through that inner wisdom that would say, go take a nap, or did you eat today? Or (laughs) don't move, doesn't, you shouldn't push here, right? Like, and I have found that the more I have ignored my inner wisdom, the more pain or the the greater consequences there were connected to that, that were not in my favor, right? So now I say, whenever there's doubt, don't. Because <laughs> that's not God leading. So you don't even need to keep moving. You just need to recenter and connect with him, right? Because rush, rushing is wrong every time. Every time. Because you're not present. You're not open to wisdom and being led and being guided. And when we're rushing and trying to multitask, we are very ineffective. The world would tell you that that's effectiveness, but it is not. Okay? And really and truly, this strong, calm sanity comes from intimacy with God. Think about that. Have you ever experienced a person that has this strong, calm sanity. We often call that peace, right? But when you experience that, you're like, what's going on with this person? Like, I want that. (laughs) I'm all sorts of loud on the inside. And this person has this strong, calm sanity that I'm craving right now. Like, how do you get that? Like, please let me know, right? The secret is intimacy with God and allowing God to soothe your soul. 
we don't really learn how to self-soothe. So often our minds are overactive and they're bullying us and harassing us all day. Our emotions, because that's happening in our mind, are all over the place, just up and down, depending on what we're thinking. And then we're acting really inconsistent. You know, we can be strong and, and great in this way and then not in another way, which overall, if you add those outcomes up, it's inconsistency, right? which usually turns into ineffectiveness, okay? So the discipline of life is building this intimacy with God daily. So it's deeper than emotion. So I wanna talk about that a little bit to give you context today and again, give you something practical to walk away with. So a tool that I use often when I'm coaching with clients just to help them see that thoughts and feelings are very much connected and there's something deeper than that, right? There's, it's deeper than emotion. It's more than emotion, right? What I use is a tool called the model, okay? So basically, you can, similar to journaling and brain dumping and getting whatever's inside of you out of you, with this model, you can see what is happening inside of you. You can see what's happening in your mind. You can see what you're feeling. You can see how that's leading to the actions you're taking and the results that you're getting in your life. So it is a very enlightening and powerful tool. And I found that it works <laughs> every time, right? And just exposing what's going on in you in a very neutral way, right? So essentially what you would do here, because I've always believed this, even at the very start of my coaching practice 12 years ago, my company had been called Vibes Matter because how you think affects how you feel, which affects how you show up in the world. But this model really helps you see that and get it in a very practical way, okay? So the idea being with this model, there's a circumstance, there's a thought, there's a feeling, there's an action and a result. The idea is you can change any one of those variables. You can write in a result and then reverse engineer the action, the feeling, the belief that you would need to get that outcome. You can change the circumstance and see how that affects your thoughts, your feelings, the actions that you take and the results you get. You can change your thought you can change your feeling. You can even change your action and just work the model in many, many different ways, right? So take this for example. A situation could be I, it could be a relationship, okay? Just a relationship that is bringing tension to you, okay? So what you wanna do though, if it's a circumstance, you want it to be a fact. So if somebody said something, you would write down that statement verbatim. If there was a certain action that happened, you would write down that action and then you would work the model. So, okay, it could be this person said whatever it was, okay? And because they said that, then this was the thought that you had, which made you feel this way, take this action and get this result, okay? You can do this as it relates to your business. Let's say marketing is the circumstance and then you have a thought that you're not good at marketing. So then you feel inadequate, you don't take action and you don't make risks, right? And then you're not getting any results or moving your business forward, okay? So this is a very high level practical way of breaking this down. But you can literally do this with every area of your life. You could do it with parenting. So it could be uh, the child did this which made me think this, feel this, act this way, and get this result, 
okay? So again, here you can change the result that you want and then what you need to believe to get that result, which would make you feel what, and then the action you would take there, same circumstance, right? So the whole idea with this is working the model helps you intend before something happens, pre-plan it before it happens, be open to it going well, <laughs> be open and expectant that it will work out, knowing that life doesn't always go according to plan, but it could be this or something better. And I'm just open to it going differently and seeing even how I get in the way or how I shut down connection or how I prevent the best from flowing here, from God from flowing here, okay? So the purpose in bringing this up is while I work these models, not only personally, but help clients through them too in very practical and specific ways, I was in quiet time and I love how God works, right? But he was just revealing to me at first, I was thinking, oh, I really just need to focus on being more bold and courageous. So I'm going to focus on the action and result lines of this model for myself, right? So that that's great. And, and yes, there's truth to that, right? The more risks you take, the more feedback you get, different results, right? And you start to see like different feelings and different thoughts will come up the more you're out in action, the more you're out in the world, right? Definitely true. <laughs> So with that, though, what I got was, yes, it is great to think about what you're thinking about, to recognize that your emotions, right, that it's deeper than emotion. There's more than emotion, right? Your emotions are being created by your thought, which is being created by your belief, whether that is conscious or subconscious, whether you're aware of what you believe or you're not, right? Your thoughts will tell you what you believe, okay? and they will indicate why you feel a certain way, okay? So for example, a lot of times we make things dramatic and we tell a story that we think is in our favor, but it's really a victim story. Or we try to blame other people or make outside circumstances why we're not getting results in our life. And you can see how you do this when you work a model. Okay, so back to the story in quiet time, and God reveals to me that, yes, great to think about what you're thinking about, to be present with your emotions, to be curious about them, to have compassion and cultivate self-love and self-care for yourself and what's going on in you. Great. Beautiful practices, right? However, <laughs> when it comes to the kingdom and life change, how this is different than just a model right, or a tool in the wor world is that the word of God is your weapon, okay? This is beyond tool. And not believing that the word of God can change your life is usually a huge hindrance for us, okay? So what makes this different is I was being told, guided, led to focus on the truth in these models, okay? That's how I run them differently. Focus on the truth, the word of God. Put that in the circumstance line, because that is a fact. The word of God is true. The word of God is fact. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is what changes lives, okay? Now, if, right, you put the word of God as a circumstance, then you will start thinking differently. You will start feeling differently. You'll start taking inspired action led by the spirit, and you will get God results in your life, okay? But the tendency is to not focus on the truth and start overthinking about what you're thinking about or getting caught up in why you feel some kind of way, 
right? Or all of the works that you can do versus the faith and the belief that you can build. Tracking with me? I know that this would be super valuable if you could see it in person or if you could even just have a coaching session. It will blow your mind. But hopefully this is just helpful, again, to give you context about why inner work like this is so important. But that was something that was very interesting to me. And so my question to you is, do you ever find yourself doubting God's promises or his ability to act on your behalf? Do you ever find yourself doubting God's promises or his ability to act on your behalf? I found that this is a sneaky way of exposing itself. Things like, I don't have time to read the word. Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel really disconnected from God. I'm not praying. I'm not worshiping. I'm not reading the word. I'm not growing spiritually. Hmm. Right? Do you ever find yourself doubting God's promises or his ability to act on your behalf? Usually this comes from a letdown or lack of discipline. It can build, right? Until we just feel totally get disconnected. We're the ones that are in charge of that disconnect, okay? So during such times, it's really important to remember that God's promises are powerful. And not only just to remember them and to meditate on them, but to recall them and recite them, okay? And then you can also remind yourself of God's faithfulness in your own life and how he showed up for you so that it can stir up your faith, your hope, and your confidence in God. As you do that, as you meditate on that, that inevitably will start bubbling up inside of you, okay? And often we build confidence in God by trusting him day by day. This happens We've seen it, right, in in the times where God provided manna for the Israelites when they were in the wilderness, right? God performed miracles to encourage the people to believe him for their presence and just remind them of his faithfulness day by day. He told them to gather each morning only what they needed for that specific day. And what he was teaching them was that they were to live by faith, believing that what they needed each day would be supplied, okay? The only exception was on the Sabbath. And on the day before the Sabbath, the people were to gather twice as much so they would not have to work on the day of rest, okay? So this is a great lesson because think about it this way. Have you ever thought that your future would be secure if you could stockpile God's provision, (laughs) right? Like if I could just hoard everything that God's given me, my future will be secure. And it's so easy to want to store up his grace to cover us for today as well as for tomorrow, right? But God teaches us that his provision of grace does not work that way, okay? It comes one day at a time, one moment at a time, one step at a time. And God's grace, like his provision of manna, cannot be stored up because it doesn't take trust to live that way, all right? So when we start fretting about tomorrow or thinking that we just have to do more and produce more and act in more works, right? 
We're trying to gather mana for the future, and that does not work. It leads to more stress, overwhelm, and frustration, and ultimately disconnection, okay? And God wants us to trust him daily, right? Jesus taught, give us this day our daily bread. (laughs) He told us to request today's bread. And God wants us to believe that when the time comes, he will provide what we need. Okay, so if you're concerned about what the future holds for you and your loved ones, the first thing that you do is make a decision not to worry. That is a decision, believe it or not, right? And when you know that it's more than emotion, I can tap into faith. I can increase my faith. I can change my belief by renewing my mind with the word of God. I can speak to the mountains in my life because if I don't speak to the mountains in my life, they're going to speak to me. And as far as I know, I'm supposed to rule and reign. I'm supposed to have dominion. I'm supposed to tell my mountain what's up, right? (laughs) So when you're meditating on the word, you store up more word in you and you can use it in your life. You can activate it by speaking it, right? It's one thing to read it. It's another thing entirely to actually speak your world and speak over the mountains in your life that you want to move. And there's a reason too why... They're mountains, right? When you think about a mountain, it's huge, it's massive, it doesn't look like it will ever move. That's how we we have problems. That's how we view problems. Problems seem huge, massive, in our way, not moving, right? But what does it say? Speak to your mountains. Speak to your mountains, okay? Make a decision not to worry. Believe God will show you what to do when the time comes and trust him to provide for you every day, one day at a time. And if you feel overwhelmed when you think about what may happen tomorrow, just remember that you do not have tomorrow's grace today. But when tomorrow comes, God's grace will be sufficient for all your needs. Okay? And he's given you the Holy Spirit to teach you and guide you in the way that you should go. So as you practice trusting day by day, that's how you increase your confidence in your faith and your reliance on God. This is something that you walk out, not that you just talk about, right? And fear is often what presents us from receiving and doing all God has planned for us. And what does God say over and over again in his word? Fear not. Fear not. I am with you, right? I am with you. Fear not. So when you recognize that it's more than emotion, right? When you train yourself to believe that I can tap into something different here. This feeling is an indicator that I'm out of alignment. Oh, what is this feeling revealing to me? Oh, what am I believing? I'm partnering with a lie right now, right? It's helping you grow an awareness so that you know where to go in your word to get your tools right? And then to use your tools to speak to your mountains and your world and your problems, right? It will also guide you in your prayer, okay? So think about it this way too. God has made a way for us to do everything he's put in our hearts, okay? He does not put dreams and visions in us to frustrate us, okay? But we need to keep our confidence in God all the way through to the end, not just for a short while, Okay? And when it looks like the obstacles in front of you are too big, that's when we want to give up. And the completion of our project, usually when the obstacles are that large, is just one or two steps away. Okay, The end of a thing, the word says it like this, the end of a thing is greater than the beginning of a thing. Because usually at the beginning, the reason things seem simple 
is that emotions, excitement, enthusiasm, passion, all of those emotions motivate us to get going. But it takes more than emotion to get us to the finish, okay? In the beginning, we're all hyped. Yes, super exciting, right? We even have a God idea something, right? We get a prophetic word. We're like, yes, okay, like cool. I'm like straight up blessed, right? Then what happens? Challenges, obstacles, things that seem like setbacks, discouragement, weariness, fear, doubt, (laughs) unbelief, anxiety, mega discomfort, right? That's when we waver, Okay, and we need something deeper, something more than emotion to motivate us. Usually that's our will. We're given a will, right? Like this discipline, this self-control to get into the word, to speak the mountain, to test what we say we believe, right? To stir ourselves up. We have ways that we can push through, we can press in, we can lean in, we can rely on God, we can cultivate deeper intimacy with God in those times. So oftentimes that's when we run rather than be still and know we run, okay? So <laughs> rather than run, we can stop and connect with God, right? And, and reconnect because emotions can be up and down, okay? But they are fickle. And they do not always speak the truth to us, okay? And they can radically change overnight. Have you noticed? (laughs) So the beginning of a new thing is almost always exciting. But it is not those who start the race in excitement who win. It's those who stick to it and make it across the finish line when nobody is excited anymore, when nobody sees the vision, when nobody is cheering them on, when their emotions are no longer supporting them, when they don't feel like they can go on any longer, when it looks as if they've failed and they're never going to make it to the end, when all they have left is one word from God that got them started in the first place. Hello, right? Those people are called finishers, okay? And that's what we want to train ourselves to be, right? If God said it, that settles it. Our job is not to be concerned about the how and get overwhelmed by the tyranny of how, how it's going to happen, right? Getting in that little cycle of why God, why? When God, when? Last time I checked, God doesn't need to be questioned, (laughs) Right? And we don't need and we don't get anywhere just getting super emotional like that. Tap deeper. It's more than emotion, right? Look at what's happening in your heart. Look at what's going on in your mind. Is God leading you? Is God guiding you? Are you in the word? Are you using the word? Right? This is activating deeper character and potential in you. It's developing spiritual maturity and spiritual leadership, right? And it also explains in the word that when we ask God for something, we must ask in faith with no wavering, no hesitating, and no doubting. So God wants us to be totally confident in him again, to manifest his power and his love in our lives, okay? So this is just a self-check around where you land in terms of being led by God day by day, by building confidence and seeing how he's moving, right? And building trust, in that way, okay? And the word actually tells us what to think about. You've probably heard this before, but we don't often think about what we're thinking about. What does it tell us? It says, whatever is true, 
whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them, right? You do that by the power of the Holy Spirit and asserting your will, being determined, being committed, being disciplined, right? So this is a lot of actual detailed instruction on what kinds of things we are to think about. And when you read that, I don't know about you, but right, conviction can happen real quick. Whoa, girl, you've been thinking about what exactly? Things that look like this or naw, right? (laughs) Usually, if my mood is off, I can tell that this is not what I'm thinking about. Honestly, right? Because what I'm thinking, again, what I'm thinking about in the simplest form, what I'm thinking about, what I'm believing is affecting what I feel, which is affecting how I act and show up in the world and the results that I get. I can't blame that on anybody. That's me, right? So if I'm not going to work the word and if I'm not going to speak the word, probably going to have to rely on a lot of effort. And that's not so fun, okay? So our thoughts certainly affect our attitudes and our moods. And everything God tells us in his word is for our own good. He knows what will make us happy and what will make us miserable. Okay? (laughs) He can spare us some pain. All right? And when a person is full of wrong thoughts, he or she is miserable. Okay? And when someone is miserable, they usually end up making other people miserable too. Have you noticed? And we usually don't want to be around those people. Right? We'll we'll gracefully ignore them, not answer our phone, (laughs) not respond to text messages, walk out of a room, right? We will remove ourselves from people that are in that space a lot of the time, okay? So we need to, when we recognize that more than emotion is happening here, it's going to take more than emotion to change my life, to change my state, to clean up my energy, to renew my mind, right? I don't have to feel like doing something in order to discipline myself to do it because I know that it's right, right? I don't have to feel, right, like I want to do this, but my knowing and what is true trumps what I feel. Feelings aren't always fact, right? Feelings aren't always true. They don't always guide us to the truth. So my aim is to align with truth because that's going to change my belief. That's going to change my mood. That's actually how I develop character, right? When it's easy not to do something, when I feel some kind of way, I can seek an easy way out, right? For example, we don't develop patience, right? When it's easy. (laughs) We develop patience when we're driving and could choose road rage. We develop patience when we're in a really long grocery line, right? And they shut down that lane and you got to go into another really long line, right? (laughs) We develop patience in these everyday opportunities, right? When we don't feel like being patient, but we know the truth and we choose it, okay? We develop in our faith when we actually speak the word and we see that it does not return void. We see God's power and goodness manifest in our lives just by simply believing, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So think about that when you think about 
what you are practicing, right? Take inventory on a regular basis and ask yourself, what have you been thinking about? Spend time examining your thought life, right? But examine what it's exposing so that you can partner with truth. It's really, really valuable because that's usually where the enemy is attacking us the most. He wants us to be miserable on the inside because that'll make the outside also miserable, okay? And it's easy to accept the lie that we're unhappy because of circumstances or what others are doing or not doing. We can blame our misery on other people if they'd just be different, if they'd be more attentive, if they'd help me, right? That's one thing that we can easily fall into, but what needs to happen is facing the truth, (laughs) which is that none of those things can make you unhappy, but you can choose truth and to have the right attitude and to discipline yourself, okay? So when you think about what you're thinking about, you can locate the real problems and you can be on your way to having and enjoying your life, to living in freedom very quickly. So what I wanna highlight to you today is the invitation to examine that it's more than emotion operating in your life. It is your thoughts and your beliefs, and that's why it's so powerful and practical to renew your mind. Okay, so I hope this message blessed you. If you want to do more work, I do have a couple of spots for professional one-on-one life coaching over at julianapage.com. There are some great tools and resources over there, books. You can also apply to get plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind, which will be launching soon as well. So to learn more about all of those things, go check out julianapage.com. And until next time, stay blessed. 